Today is, well, this is Memorial Day weekend. We set a, a day aside in this country every year to remember those who have not just fought for our freedom, but died for our freedom. And uh, so today, if you have served in the military or are currently serving in the military, would you mind just standing to your feet right now? We would like to honor you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to stay standing. I'm going to ask you to stay standing. I know you want to sit down. I, wanna, I want you to stay standing. Because the greatest way we can honor is by praying. And so I would like to, for all of us, to, to, to pray for these and to pray for our military. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, just yesterday, reading Voice of the Martyrs in and, and all of these countries where... There is not religious freedom. There's tyranny and, and people die for their faith and are being persecuted and injustice rules rather than freedom. It reminded me of what we often take for granted every day. The, the, the privilege it is to be in a free country. Lord, we are reminded today that people have died for our freedom. We are so Grateful. Father, for these that are standing, that have put themselves in harm's way for, for the sake of this country and for our sake, we want to say, God, thank you. And we pray your healing on them. For any PTSD, we pray for your, your strength on them, your blessing on them. And then, God, we lift up our armed forces that are serving right now all over this world. Lord, you said that Unless the Lord guards the city, those that are, are, are guarding it are guarding it in vain. So God, ultimately, we trust you for protection. Would you strengthen our troops? Would you give wisdom to our generals and our president? And Lord, these are very difficult times to navigate. We need you. We need your help. So Father, thank you for this country. Continue to bless and protect it, we pray. And bless these that have stood here today in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, guys. This morning, uh, it is just a, just a great joy to introduce Pastor Dave Bechtold. Dave has served on staff ever since the beginning of City Church. He's been a delight and a joy to have on the staff. It is always fun when Dave is along. Um, I am so proud of what's happened with him in these last few weeks. Him and Sarah, God had been speaking a number of ways of what they needed to do, what the next step was for them, And oftentimes when God speaks, we get into the paralysis of analysis and we just delay, 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 delay because we really don't want to do it and it's risky. And, 
And that's just not who they are. They're just like, God, if this is you and you'll confirm it, we will do this. And so it seems very abrupt, but they are taking their next step in what God has for them. And it's an inspiration to me. It's an inspiration to our entire staff. And as you hear the story today, I know it will inspire you as well. Would you welcome with us Pastor David Bechtold. My uncle's here. Well, hello. Oh, my. This is good. So, uh, hey, Talon. Yeah, we're having kids' church up here with the, with the old folks today. So, where are my kids? Let me hear a shout. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Well, we are going to go on an adventure. But God is calling each one of us to an adventure. And I am excited to share with you uh, what God is doing with me and what God's been doing in us for the last 23 years. And uh, so many of you are a part of that journey, and so many of you are part of this future. And so I'm just glad to, to be here. And uh, thank you, Pastor Tom, for just allowing me to, to share and being my biggest cheerleader. Where are you? And my, <laughs> my biggest supporter, advocate, and... Uh, it's an honor and a blessing to serve alongside a servant leader like yourself. I would like to pray, and then let's go on adventure, shall we? Thank you, God, for your goodness. Your goodness is what drew me to you. Thank you for your faithfulness. When I was in dark places, you followed me to those places and invited me out. You are good and faithful and true. And you invite us to something greater than we can do in ourselves and something bigger than any of us could ever produce in our own strength. So I pray that that would make some sense in our hearts and that we would take a next step into the adventure that you have each of us on for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to introduce uh, four of my heroes in the scriptures, and these are heroes who have inspired me over the years. These are heroes that are not on the list of most people's heroes when they say, who can't you wait to meet when you get to heaven? The names that I'm going to give you are probably not the, the top ten, um, but these are very important people to me, and they inspire me and encourage me and build my faith for unique reasons, and uh, I'm looking forward to sharing them with you. So, um, we're going on adventure, and there are four parts that, I mean, just four things that, uh, that are a part of a healthy adventure, a part of a good adventure, and a part of a risky adventure, and I want to be part of that, and I want to invite each one of us to be a little more courageous and a little more brave by the end of this time to do whatever it is that God might be whispering or shouting for you to do yourself. So, the adventure of hearing God. Listening for God's voice and his direction 
is adventurous. I mean, some people are like, well, God told me. <laughs> How? Does he talk? Is, does he use an accent? Is, I mean, what does it sound like? You know, and, and there's so many ways that God speaks. And people used to say, well, God spoke to me. And I'd be like, you're weird. You know, and uh, the truth is, most of them were weird, but they really did hear from God. And here's the deal. When you hear from God and you're pretty confident that God is telling you to do something, people are going to think it's weird. That's why I love the scriptures, because God's not going to tell us anything outside of his scriptures that doesn't line up with his scriptures. And so that is just a safe place to anchor yourself in truth. And so the adventure of hearing from God. I'm going to read uh, from the book of Luke, which is one of the Gospels in the New Testament, and I'm going to introduce you to one of my heroes. Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he told him. And Levi got up, left everything, don't change the slide yet, and followed him. So, here's Levi, a tax collector. If a tax collector back in those days walked into a room like this, everybody would know that he's in the room. But those people aren't going towards him. Those people are going away from him. He's calling everybody to account and trying to get as much as he can from the people, whether they owe it or not. Tax collectors were often laced with a little bit of crookedness and selfishness. Jesus also saw him at the tax booth, and he went right up to him, and he said, follow me. Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi hosted a great banquet for Jesus at his house. A large crowd of tax collectors were there. Oh, that had to be a good time, along with others who were eating with them. But the Pharisees and their scribes complained to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat with tax collectors? Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. While everybody else was running away from Levi, Jesus saw a man in need and went up and had that encounter with him. And not only did it change his life, but it impacted his whole social sphere. Levi left everything to follow Jesus. And that is why Levi is one of my heroes. Jesus changed his name to Matthew, and he changed his purpose from collecting money to reaching people with God's goodness and his love. Now, I also have a son named Levi. And a few years ago during final exam week, uh, I kind of forgotten that they had half days on their final exams, and so I was surprised to come home from work over lunch break, and Levi was there, and he was in the kitchen and digging through some of the sweets and candies, and, uh, and I said, dude, it's final exam week. Let's go out for a burger, and, uh, and he's kind of not really paying attention to me. I said, I said, it's on me. Come on, man. This is a good time to celebrate, and he's just like, no, no, I'm kind of more interested in flavor right now than Philip, and so he's just kind of looking to get a little sweet tooth fixed just to get him along on his way, and I'm like, this is my final offer. I'll treat you to a burger. No, no, I'm just, I'm not really in the need of Philip, just, just some flavor, and that's all I need right now, and then he kind of wandered out of the room, and I'm like, man, that was a pretty sweet offer. I bet if mom would have offered it, he would have taken it, but, uh, <clears throat> well, the other day, I was in the kitchen with Levi, and Levi is not only cooling the house with our open refrigerator, but 
he is masterfully looking at the fresh grocery run that Sarah made, and he is putting together his plate, and he's looking back behind there to see if any of the siblings have something hidden that maybe he should participate in. And uh, he's, this guy knows how to create plates and bowls and cups and bottles and platters full of goodness. And it is not uncommon for someone to see Levi balancing all of this feasty goodness and just kind of wandering down to his room. And this kid is all about Philip, not about flavor anymore. He wants the feast and he wants the experience and he wants to sit and enjoy it. And so it's really cool to see his palate has developed and uh, I'm, he has not declined me for a burger since that day, by the way. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, in the same way that his palate has shifted to wanting more Philip, so has mine. I wanted to be at all the things, and I wanted to do exciting things and pray exciting prayers and be an excited guy, but I was really exhausting to a lot of people because I was really excited and it was really flavorful. I'm like, dude, I can't handle any more of this flavor. But then I started going deeper, and I allowed the wisdom of God to start to transform my heart and my mind and that way, what I have to give people is something deeper than just a surface excitement. I've got something deeper than me, bigger than myself, and something better than anything I can produce. So that's how we're called to be, is we're supposed to give something greater than ourselves, and that is Jesus. So sometimes God speaks in a big, specific way. Hello. I don't know. I don't, I've never heard a voice that is God. But I've heard several of your voices coming to me, and hey, I don't know if this makes any sense, Dave, but I had a dream about you last night, and this was going on. Hey, you know what? I just saw you, and I put my hand on you to pray for you, and this image came to my mind. I don't know what that means, but it wasn't my idea. Those are some of the ways that the Lord speaks to me, clear. And um, also through the Word, the Bible. I will read the Bible, and I'll realize things that I should be doing, things that I should stop doing. Sometimes obedience and listening to God's voice is just doing what the Bible says. Actually, it's always, it always involves that. And I don't think a lot of us need someone to tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. We kind of already know enough of God's voice to be like, yeah, I should probably stop doing that. Or, I don't know, I should probably step out and give that a try. It's been nagging at me for a long time. That's the Holy Spirit within you saying, trust me. Listen, obey. Well, listening for God's voice and following his directions is an incredible adventure. So I just want to pause for a moment and just want to ask if there's something that he's been speaking to you or if there have been enough coincidences coming your way that you know it's time to act. I just want to give you a moment to let that solidify and maybe the Holy Spirit will say, it's showtime. Levi left everything to follow Jesus. Are you willing to do the same? Another part of the adventure is not only hearing God, but obeying God. Oh my goodness. The greatest adventures in my life have come from obeying what God is asking me to do. And coming to Madison was something that we were not 
looking to do. We were living in Chicagoland, free babysitting. My parents were there. My family was there. My wife had gotten out of Madison, and she wasn't looking to come back to Madison. We actually were training in children's ministry at our church down there, and we had a job offer at a church in Oak Brook, Illinois, large church, healthy children's ministry, and I was going to go in and be the children's pastor. And I was finally excited to have something to tell grandma when she asked what I was going to do with my life. And so we were going to get ready to go down to that church and do our children's ministry show. And they were kind of going to give us the yay or the nay. You know, that's those, those denominational folk do these things. And um, in the middle of the week, I wake up in the middle of the night with this dream, and it is very clear that God is talking to me in this dream, saying, stop pursuing that church. I woke up, and I told my wife, I said, honey, I think God just gave me a dream, and she laughed. She's like, you don't believe that God talks in dreams. I said, I know I don't, but he did. (laughs) She said, well, go back to sleep. She said, actually, I'm going back to sleep. I don't really care what you do, (laughs) and see how you feel in the morning. Okay. I wake up in the morning, and I just have the same sense, like, everything looks like all systems are go, and it's the wrong thing to do. That's what I'm having the sense in my head. And I was just looking for a scripture verse that would tell me exactly where to go, and there was no scripture verse. I have a lot of friends that would be happy to tell me where to go, but uh, I wasn't calling them at that point in time. The next morning, I wake up. And I get a phone call from Madison, Wisconsin, saying, hey, we want you to come on and be a part of this church that we started. I know you like kids and reaching families. We don't have any money. And I know you got a lot of bills. And I know you got two little kids. And I know you don't want to come back to Madison. You don't want to leave Chicago. But pray about it. Ah, scapegoat. Pray about it. No. I get off the phone, and Sarah's in there with the kids around her feet in the kitchen. And I said, I think we're supposed to go to Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, she said, really? I told her what happened. I told her the phone call. I told her the dream. And she's like, I'm ready for an adventure. Within four weeks of us supposed to be starting at that other church, We were moved and living in Madison, Wisconsin. And here we are today. You can clap about that. That's good stuff. And that's that's what we looked like when we came to Madison, yeah. That was before I started dyeing my hair gray to get the senior discount. And Sarah looks exactly the same. So that was us coming up to Madison, Wisconsin, We're going to believe God that he's going to provide. So I got a part-time job being a janitor at Door Creek Church and a part-time job with Mad City Church. And for the next 23 years, God has raised our kids in Madison, and we love Madison. This is our home. Okay, another hero of mine is kind of a backstage hero. I'm going to read in Luke 1. God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin pledged 
in marriage to a man named Joseph, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel appeared to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Why do I put my hands up and talk in that voice? Because Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. When angels show up, usually the first words out of their mouth are, Do not be afraid. So I don't know what it is about these angels, but they're big and something that people have never seen before. The angel continued, Behold, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and his kingdom will never end. Mary's processing this. I wish we could like have the deleted scenes of what was going on in Mary's head. She's engaged. Mary's a teenager, by the way. She's engaged to Joseph. And this angel dude is filling the place with light, not sure what's happening, and I'm going to be pregnant with a son. This isn't going to look good to anybody, and I'm not sure about any of this. She asked, how can this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. No word from God will ever fail. And Mary's response, I am the Lord's servant. (laughs) May it happen to me according to your word. None of this makes sense. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to anybody I'm not even sure what's happening right now. Do you know how old I am? Do you know the reputation? Do you know what small town gossip is like? But more than anything, the trump card was, I am the Lord's servant. Mary heard from God and she obeyed his words. Mary submitted to God's will. About five years ago, my family got to volunteer at Broadfest. And so we were at Broadfest, and I kind of missed Broadfest. And, uh, and we were there, and we were volunteering for a two- or three-hour stint. And we went there, and different ones were unloading buns. Someone was a cashier. Someone was restocking pop. They, were, they kind of sent us to all of these different places. And, and then my kids and my wife, they all kind of went. And then here I am. And like what usually happens when I walk into a room is people don't, quite know what to do with me. And so uh, they weren't sure. And they said, well, uh, well we, all of our grills are filled. The tent's full. You know what we need? You look like you got a lot of energy and a smile. Uh, we need you to oversee the grilling platform. So they, I got about a 40-second crash course on how to oversee the brats being grilled. There were 50 grills, and I was responsible for keeping everybody happy and everybody um, had a drink in their hand and just make sure that they had everything that they needed. And I'm like, I can do that. So I spent the next couple hours, man, just walking out. How you doing? I mean, I made 50 new friends, and that only took me 20 minutes. And, uh, and I'm over there, and, and, and we get to the end of the thing, and the kids are like, well, what did, what did everyone do? And that was busy, and wow, this place is crazy. And I said, well, I was on the... I was 
overseeing the, the grilling platform. Oh, really? Yes. And uh, they're like, well, how did you get that? I said, I have no idea. I walked in here, and I really didn't even want to volunteer. I just wanted to go see the Van Halen cover band, you know? <laughs> and here I am overseeing the entire grilling platform. You know what? God is just looking for us to say, according to your word, I'll do it. Whatever your plans are for me, I want to say yes. And who knows what's waiting us, what's waiting for us on the other side of our yes. When I begrudgingly walked into that Bratfest, I was happy to be with my kids. We got a nice photo. And, but I wanted to be at the concerts, not doing stuff that I really wasn't in charge of. Well, God had other plans, and that's just how it is in life. And it was better than I could have ever asked or imagined, and it was a good experience. And God was with me, and a lot of people were served, and that's how it is when we say yes to obeying what God asks us to do. So I want to ask you, do you have faith in God's plan? Do you trust him? If not, what's keeping you from obeying what he's asking you to do. If it has anything to do with your inability or your past or your shame or your guilt or your depression or your bad habits, God's not scared of that business. And he's certainly not surprised by it. So, don't let yourself get in the way any longer of what God wants to do in and through you. Mary had a list of 10 things that made the angel's proclamation a horrible idea. But she said, I am the Lord's servant. May it happen to me according to your word. If you've heard from God and you know something that he's asking you to do or asking you to stop or a place that he's wanting you to go or a relationship that he's wanting you to develop, or a relationship that he's wanting you to stop. Say yes. And be surprised in a wonderful way of what God's going to do on the other side of your yes to him. The greatest adventures come from obeying what God asks us to do. How you doing, kids? Are your, are your dads awake? Okay. Good. Just do a little bit of this action, okay? Okay. Third hero and a third part of the adventure. We've got uh, hearing from God, obeying God. They're big deals, but it's pretty exciting. Here's an adventure that'll build your faith trusting God for everything. I'm going to read from 1 Samuel. Another one of my heroes, and it's not Samuel. Samuel wasn't even around yet. After they finished eating and drinking, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on a chair by the doorpost in the temple of the Lord. But Hannah, in her bitter distress, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. And she made a vow, pleading, O Lord of hosts! If only you will look upon the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, not forgetting your maidservant, but giving her a son. Then I will dedicate him to the Lord 
all the days of my life. As Hannah kept on praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. So Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long will you be drunk? Compassion of a priest. Put away your wine. Oh, that'd be a good parenting line. Put away your wine. I'll give you something to wine about. <laughs> Hannah replied, No, my lord, I am a woman oppressed in spirit. I have not had any wine or strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. For all this time I have been praying out of the depth of my anguish and grief. I know in a room this size, and I know with the online presence that's here, there are many of us that are well acquainted with bitterness, anguish, and grief. Perhaps many of us who have just given up the strength to pray, the faith to believe, and the hope to think that there might ever be a change. Hannah was not giving up. And she was misunderstood. Don't give up. God will meet you. Trust in him and trust in his timing. May your... Oh, let's see, here we go. Go in peace. Oh, I got to get over here. For you visual learners. Go in peace, Eli replied, and may the God of Israel grant the petition you have asked of him. May your maidservant find favor with you, said Hannah. Then she went on her way, and she began eating again, and her face was no longer downcast. The next morning, Elkanah, Hannah's husband, and Hannah got up early to bow and worship before the Lord, and then returned home. And the Lord remembered her. And in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. And Samuel went on to hear the voice of God, to serve God even from a child, and to do great things for the kingdom of God. Hannah is my hero. My hero? Like Cheerio. Hannah is my honey nut cheerio. <laughs> Hannah is my hero because Hannah trusted in God's promises. God will never leave us or forsake us. God's power is perfected in our what? Our weakness. Last weekend, I went on a trip with my brothers and my dad. And I know some of you that stalk me on Facebook are well aware of this, but uh, you can try to block me, but you can't hide. <laughs> Every year we go and visit some different baseball stadiums that we haven't been to yet. And so last year, or uh, last week, we went to four places over the course of a long weekend. So Friday we were down in St. Louis at watching the Cardinals and the Cubs. Saturday we were in Kansas City at the Detroit, with the Detroit Tigers. Sunday, we went up to Iowa to the Field of Dreams, 
what a sweet place, especially if you like baseball. And then Monday, we went up to Minneapolis to watch the Twins game, the Twins and the Orioles. So great stadiums, great camaraderie, my brothers and my dad. And so this is great. And uh, 1,700 miles, small hotel rooms, small full-size beds. <laughs> yeah, but we had a good time and ate a lot of baseball food, and it was really neat. But the last game, it started to rain, and in the seventh inning, just after the seventh inning stretch, it started to pour. And so the grounds crew came, and they filled the infield. They covered it with the big tarp so that if they would uh, continue the game, at least the infield dirt wouldn't be mud. And so we're sitting here, we're hoping that it's just going to let up, and it just seems to be coming down harder. And I'm just like, you guys, I've seen enough baseball this weekend. I mean, the Twins and the Orioles, I mean, I don't know, I don't care, you know. And, and, and my brothers are like, no, 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 let's stick it out, let's stick it out. And I'm like, I know that these guys can continue a game after midnight. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, after 45 minutes, they, they pulled the tarps off, and it was a short rain delay. And half of the stadium had cleared out. And so we went up to kind of see if we can get a better view. And the security guard right there kind of saw that we were with our dad, and he kind of thought it was a cool thing. And he's like, hey, I got something for you. And um, he walked us right down to the home team dugout. And the next inning, the eighth inning, was a 6-2 to two inning. And the, the twins were... They had two outs, and they got six hits in a row after two outs. And so every time someone would come around the bases, I think we got, yeah, that's right where we were. Every time they would come around the bases, we were right there like, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, what's up? I mean, you know, we're just talking with those guys like they were right here. I mean, they're getting out to get ready to bat, and we're just bantering with these guys. It was the best. And you know what? I wanted to leave. I didn't want to get wet. I was too tired of baseball. I didn't want to. I wanted to go to bed. I wanted to go home. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. I'm so glad I didn't let some of those things keep me away from that amazing opportunity that we had to see something in baseball that you don't always get to see and to be in a place where you don't always get to be. That was great. We had more than we could have ever asked for, and it was pretty, pretty sweet. So... If you want an adventure that's going to build your faith, trust God. Because God's got bigger plans than you can ever fathom. So just start thinking big and be like, yeah, okay, that's just, that's no-brainer stuff for God. He's got something bigger and better. All right, little review. Ready, class? Okay. Keys to a great adventure. Hearing God, obeying God, trusting God, and serving God. It looks so nice. It even seems kind of easy. And wow, if God's with us, who can be against us? But it's hard because there's a lot of voices in this world and there's a lot of pain in our lives and there's a lot of regrets that we have and there's a lot of shortcomings and weaknesses that we're very in tune with. God is with us and he is for us and he's already gone ahead of us. But he is wanting us to hear his voice and to know his word so that we can obey what he's asking us to do. And then once we obey and step out, he is ready to show himself faithful. We can trust him. We can trust God. 
So, hearing God. Who was our example? Who left everything to follow Jesus? Levi left everything to follow Jesus. There's one of my heroes. Obeying God. Who submitted to God's will? Mary. Mary submitted to God's will. And who was it that trusted in God's promises? Hannah. And I'm wondering if anyone has any idea who my fourth biblical hero is. Kids, do you have any idea who, who is my next example? Jesus. Yeah, those, I was a kid's church brown noser myself back in the day. <laughs> Who's the final one? Anyone know? Silas. Silas. See, I told you it was a prophetic church. Silas made Jesus the center of attention which is why he's one of my heroes that you don't hear a ton about. Who was Silas? Silas was a leader among the brothers and the prophets. Silas was selected by the church elders to go with Paul and Barnabas to Antioch. We hear about Paul and Barnabas quite a bit. Silas was involved in some of Paul's missions. Peter, even Peter, regarded Silas as a faithful brother. And as Pastor Tom said earlier, Paul and Silas were put in prison where an earthquake broke their chains because of their worship and the prison doors were opened. And all of this excites me about Silas because Silas was in the middle of a lot of action, but we never see him taking center stage. Silas was a supporter of everything that was good and right and true. Silas trusted God and was used by God as a servant. When our kids were younger, they started being interested in cell phones and having a TV and possibly even in their room and uh, getting their driver's license and looking at what a car might cost. And, and they started started to realize that mom and dad weren't going to pay for any of these things. And that was, a, that was an unbelievable revelation to some of my children. And um, because every parent who loves their child buys them their first car and pays for their insurance and certainly buys them the newest iPhone. And it was clear as our four children gathered us in the living room for this mutiny speech, that Sarah and I did not love our children the way that other parents love their children. Well, we just maybe don't have as much money as some of your friends. Well, why don't we have any money? And I think that God gave me this answer in the moment, and it is true it was true then, it is true today. I said a long time ago, Mommy and I made a decision to invest into people instead of things. And we do not regret that decision. <laughs> yeah. And then I said to them, maybe it was my wife that said this, I said, I challenge you 
to find anyone else on this planet, any other couple that is more deeply satisfied and happy than your mom and I. That's a big thing to say. But I'll tell you what. Once I said yes to Jesus and made him my leader and my Lord, not just my savior and my rescue hero, but I let him lead the way, I have never, (laughs) I have never turned back. I have never turned back. And I am grateful because I am not in charge of my life anymore, but Jesus is. And it wasn't necessarily what the kids wanted to hear at the time. But I want to just say that I'm so proud of each of them because they are my heroes. And it is such a great delight for a father to see his children loving each other, caring for people, being responsible with their life and their decisions and enjoying family time and serving people and hospitality and generosity and I am just so thrilled. So I'd like to introduce you to my heroes. So kids, would you come on up here? You did not know this was happening. Sarah, you can come up here, baby. Okay, and I know some of you don't know this, but uh, this is Levi, and this is Mary, and this is Hannah, and this is Silas. <clears throat> I'll let you look at me because they ain't too pretty to look at all the time. Uh, but I just want to say that you guys. I so admire you and I'm grateful for you and I'm thankful that the journey of yours that I have been on, now that you're all adults, I am watching you take your journeys and I am so inspired by the freedom that you have found in using the gifts that God has put in you um, to be satisfied, fulfilled, and that impact the lives of other people, and I see it happening all the time, even in you, Levi. I love you. So, so, my heroes, would you please give it up for these great kids? You guys can head down. I love you. I love you, baby. All right. Thank you, guys. So now you know how people knew uh, the last name on the... um, Goodness gracious. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to mute this for your benefit. But I still wanted you to see it. We love because Jesus loved us first. And Silas was the part of so many wonderful things, but we never see him taking center stage for any of it. Jesus came to serve and not to be served. And he came to give his life 
as a ransom for many. And I just want to, I simply want to invite us as the first stage of an adventure to say yes to Jesus. God knows that we are separate from him because he is perfect and we are not. So he sent his perfect son, Jesus, to come to this earth, to die on a cross, to take a punishment that we deserved, but he did not. God showed us his love when Jesus died on that cross, and he showed us his power when he rose Jesus from the dead. Power over selfishness and sin and death so that we can be forgiven of those sins and we can be friends with God. So I want to invite any or all of us The first step in an adventure with God is to say yes to Jesus. So here's how we do it with the kids. I'm going to pray a prayer, and it's going to be thanking God for the cross, thanking Jesus for what he's done, asking him to forgive us of our selfishness and our sin, and inviting him to be a part of our life so that we can be part of God's family. So that's what I'm going to pray. But I'm going to pray it in little chunks, and I'm going to invite you to repeat it after me, if that's something that you'd like to pray. Now, I'm guessing that there are some of us who have prayed a prayer like this before. Here's what I'm asking of you. Would you help those of us who might be doing this for the first time? And we can share this together as a family. So let's pray. Thank you, God, for your... (laughs) Sorry, I I messed up. I held my wife's hand and I lost all control. Okay. Thank you, God, for loving me so much. Thank you for sending Jesus to take the punishment that I deserve. Would you forgive me of my sin and my selfishness? I'm sorry. I want to be friends with God. I want to be in God's family. I want to live with God forever. Take me on a new adventure and take care of everything I need. Amen. Amen. God will take care of everything that you need. All right. I'm going to invite the band to come up. My wife is going to sing a song to close out our service. (laughs) See, the kids weren't the only ones that were surprised. I love her, but trust me, you don't want any of that action, okay? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, Sarah and I believe that we are hearing from God. Jesus is calling us. And we believe that God has prepared us for such a time as this. Um... Three years ago or so, we felt, we sensed like the whisper of the Lord saying, Dave, don't be surprised if there's a shift in your 50s. And I thought that just meant to upgrade my medication. (laughs) But, um, and I don't know what exactly that was all about. And it's like, no, don't go looking for something, but just, I mean, because I'm like, I'm loving what I do. I love this. I love these people. I love what I'm a part of. I love what I'm empowered and employed to do. And, uh. But I just got that a couple times. Well, just don't be surprised if something else happens. Okay, okay. So that put us in a position to be willing to take a risk. 
Well, then things sped up recently, and we felt like God was really allowing us to take some of the dreams that he's put on my heart, dreams for doing some writing, to producing videos that will inspire people to live for God, to know Jesus, to host and be hospitable, to give generously. And you know what's kind of funny? <laughs> Someone said, well, how are you going to give generously without a paycheck? I said, here's what I think God said. I said, just wait to see how generous you can be when you're not bound to a paycheck. Well, I don't know what that's going to be about, but, but it's part of this adventure in trusting God. So we had our kids over last Monday night. I told Pastor Tom on Monday morning, two weeks ago, and our kids came over and they knew that we had some announcement. Some of the first question was, is mom pregnant? You know, <laughs> the answer is no. And so we told them what we were going to do. And I'll tell you what, none of our kids were phased in the least. So like, are you retiring or, oh, they finally caught you, huh? You know, and uh, you do you. Is dinner ready? Like, you know what? Here we are. Putting ourselves at risk and sharing this with our kids. And as far as I know, they're, they're just like, well, this is just like a hundred adventures that we've been on before where God has taken care of all of our needs and provided for everything that we have. And we are the most satisfied couple that I've ever met because God is our provider and God is our leader. We obey him. We hear him and we trust him and we serve him. Our greatest delight is to serve God by serving people. And you guys are so special. We're not leaving Madison. We're not selling our house. We're not going to another church. I'm not leaving. I'm leaving a title, but not a mission. And our mission is to love people so that everyone will know Jesus. We are his servants. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm going to invite you to stand up, and if your dad did fall asleep, let him know that we're standing up. <clears throat> Wake up! <clears throat> Honey, I think it's funny, my AARP card came in the mail yesterday. Why is it here? <laughs> because I thought, I, I thought it might have been for Pastor Greg. I don't know. <laughs> So a few years ago, uh, we got to go on a cruise, um, and I have always had a dream, not of going on a cruise, but it was a dream that was fulfilled on the course of that cruise that I was not expecting. And I want to encourage each of us to dream, to listen, to obey, to trust, and to serve at another level than what you're currently doing because on the other side of your yes, God is waiting with anointing, provision, and power. A day in the sun is oh so much fun. And when you're away, it's easier to play. We woke up this morning on a cruise ship so big, we saw the sunrise, then I ate like a pig. We docked in Jamaica and crossed the gangway for we would be swimming with dolphins today. We boarded our bus for our Jamaican tour. The ride was most splendid, laced with island lure. 
We arrived at the beach, put on our wetsuits, then jumped into the water for our photo shoots. The sea was a deep blue, infused with rich green, one of the most beautiful places we have ever seen. The dolphins were lovely, magnificent and grand. I marveled as they swam to us and laid in our hands. They were playful and silly and full of such joy. It was in this same moment I again became a small boy. The childlike wonder in me just exploded, every move of this creature being cherished and noted. As she swam and smiled and whistled and squirted, my childhood dream was no longer diverted. I swam with dolphins. Yes, indeed, I did. Fulfilling a dream that I had as a kid. I'm thankful for dreams, whether big or small, for dreams are fantastic and give hope to us all. So set out this year to get on that horse, to burn an old bridge, to chart a new course. Whatever your pursuit, be it horse or big fish, do something spectacular and grant that childhood wish. What occupies your dreams in your head and in your heart? I know who may have put them there and he will not depart. Our mighty Heavenly Father has a love for us so vast. He sees a brighter future and He isn't crippled by our past. So, let God take your hand today. Give your dreams to Him. Immerse yourself into His deep care and enjoy the healing swim. Let's pray. Thank you, God for your goodness. Thank you for dreams that are bigger than anything we can produce and for purpose that is more sustainable than anything our strength can attain. Would you let us be a people of courage and adventure and risk because we trust in the one who made everything good and who holds us in the palm of his hand. Would you let us be brave for your name's sake? Would you let us do great things but not take center stage? Would you let us listen to what you're saying and drop everything so that we might hear more? Lord, thank you for heroes in our life. Thank you for opportunities to soar. Would you give us the faith to do even more? That was off the record. (laughs) In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Okay. We're going to finish with my favorite song, and I know you've sung it a bunch. I want this song to resonate within us as our sense of adventure is enhanced by what God is doing in our hearts. We love you guys. Yeah, we're good. So Lord, we just bless Dave and Sarah. Lord, we, we send them to this next adventure 
Father, we, we are on their team. We will be part of their support in every way, God. Father, I pray today that every single one of us would leave this place on our own adventure with you, God. It is a new beginning. It is a new day. Let us walk with you. And Jesus, shine through our lives, we ask.